Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. This is a bonus episode for celebration coverage on day three of the festivities in Chicago. And this particular episode is gonna focus on the reveals for Galaxy's Edge. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, this panel was the A number one panel of the day. This was the one that you had to go through a lottery system to have a shot at actually getting into, whether it was in the main stage at Wintrust Arena or on one of the overflow stages. And, you know, comparatively speaking, it feels like from the level of reveals that Jedi Fallen Order might have earned that kind of space a little bit more. Jedi Fallen Order took place later in the day, but they dropped a heck of a lot more information by comparison. So, as far as Galaxy's Edge goes, well, Let's see. First of all, the you know top level news I think are the voice actors, which would include Frank Oz as Yoda. You could actually be wandering around and hear Force Ghosts talking to you at some point, and Frank Oz has been you know, specifically mentioned as coming back to do the voice of Yoda. So you will hear Force Ghost Yoda at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is pretty mind blowing and amazing. I I must say. Additionally speaking, uh, they revealed that in the Rise of the Resistance ride that you will see Rey and Poe and Finn and Kylo Ren, and they didn't really say this outright, but it seems like, you know, the suggestion is there that the actors would be doing their, you know, actual parts. So we would be seeing Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver recreating their parts for this situation. They showed a little bit of the actual footage from inside the Rise of the Resistance ride, only the very beginning of it, where you're walking around a First Order Star Destroyer's corridor and happen to walk into a control room where there's a window looking out in space and suddenly a bunch of Resistance ships arrive out of hyperspace and that is where that whole thing cut off. Also of note was some conversation about Doc Ondar's shop, the shop of various rare antiquities. And what was interesting about that was the fact that there are a world of Easter eggs buried in that shop. And apparently these Easter eggs go from all across the franchise. So prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy, original trilogy, Clone Wars, Rebels, Solo, Rogue One, Basically, any Star Wars story that is currently canon and has been told may have some sort of Easter egg hiding somewhere in Doc Ondar's shop. And Matt Martin talked briefly about going to see this and freaking out over various things that were included in there and going, ah, ah, ah. and the one shot that they showed of Doc Ondar in the shop on screen, Matt said that he was you know, like compelled to try to look at it and see what other details he could find. They also mentioned that Doc Ondar is not necessarily the nicest character out there because he is, of course, running the black market on Batu, and so that's something for you to keep in mind should you ever go there. And as far as other characters there, well, Rex, the droid from Star Tours, is there, and they talked about how they had to invent a backstory for Rex that would explain just how it was that he went from being on Star Tours to being the DJ in the cantina on Batu. And Matt Martin revealed that he was tasked with that and ended up writing what amounted to a 17-page fan fiction story that ultimately 
became Rex's backstory and involves him getting dismissed summarily, fired if you will, from Star Tours, winding up in the Rebellion, ultimately participating in the Battle of Jakku, getting chased and shot down by TIE fighters, and somehow crash landing on Batu, which raises the question, of course, of how close Jakku and Batu are, which I don't think we have an answer to that, so let's just glide on by that one anyway. So Rex crash lands and is rescued and repurposed, and that's how he becomes the DJ in the cantina. We also got to hear snippets of music that has been composed for Galaxy's Edge, including droid music and music that was similar to the music we heard in the cantina in the original Star Wars, and they also played some music from John Williams, including his new Galaxy's Edge suite. And speaking as I was of voice actors earlier, they got Paul Rubens to come back and be the voice of Rex, so to record new dialogue for him, which is pretty amazing. And Nine Numb has already also been revealed as a character who will be appearing in Galaxy's Edge, and they brought back Kipsang Roish, Rodish, excuse me, Kipsang, if I'm mispronouncing your name, who is the Kenyan actor who voiced Nain Nainam in both Return of the Jedi and in The Force Awakens, and of course Jim Cummings voicing the animatronic Hondo Onaka statue. And that is just about all the news that's fit to print about Galaxy's Edge from the panel at Star Wars Celebration, except for one other refreshing bit of information, which I will share with you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey there. If you're enjoying all the coverage that I'm bringing you from Star Wars Celebration and what I do every single day for you at Star Wars 7x7, I hope you'll consider putting something in the tip jar at patreon.com slash sw7x7. $1, $327, or more. Honestly, every little bit helps and every little bit is just as exciting as every other little bit. Please consider supporting me in the work of delivering Star Wars stories and interviews to you on a daily basis at patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. All right, so one of the other big announcements that they made has to do with the fact that there will be in Galaxy's Edge, well, let me back up and say that Galaxy's Edge takes place on Batu, and it's supposed to be an in-world experience. So they've already gone through great pains to say, hey, any merchandise that you buy on in Galaxy's Edge on Batu will not come with Lucasfilm logos or Disney logos. It will be presented as though it is an actual thing that you bought on Batu. So that being said, Disneyland announced, or the Disney Parks folks announced, that they have entered into a partnership with Coca-Cola, and so Coke and Diet Coke and Sprite and Dysani water will be available in the park. They will be presented in bottles that have their own story, if you will, about how they are, you know, sort of repurposed scrap metal and whatnot that's used to, you know, serve as bottles for these drinks that they're doing. And the swag that they gave out at the panel included this particular t-shirt for those of you watching on video. If you're just listening to the audio version, I'm holding up a t-shirt with a Coca-Cola logo on it, except the Coca-Cola logo is in Arabesh. It is in a stylized version of the Star Wars language. So the upshot of this is that Coca-Cola is now part of the Star Wars canon. So make of that what you will. And that is going to do it for the bonus episode here about Galaxy's Edge and the panel at Star Wars Celebration Chicago that 
revealed a little bit more than we knew, but still there are a lot of secrets that are yet to be revealed. And that's going to do it for this particular episode, like I said. So thank you so much for joining me for it. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.